This episode of the I Am Northbound podcast is brought to you by the 4D songwriter, How to Dominate the New Music Industry. Get your copy of this number one best-selling book at the4dsongwriter.com. All right, so you're a music artist with plans to take over the world, huh? Yeah, duh. That's why I'm here. Well, you've come to the right place. Let's go! Welcome to the I Am Northbound podcast. Podcast. Your guide to dominating the new music industry. Hey, how you doing? And welcome to yet another episode of I Am Northbound. We're at number 26 now. And has it come to this? Yes, it is a Simpsons clip show. Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons from back in the day where they were talking about how they're doing a clip show. That's what we did last week. What'd you think of it? I hope you liked it. I don't know. Normally I am able to know how each episode was received and how people, what people thought of it, but I'm recording this ahead of time as well. So I have no idea if you liked it. I mean, if you liked last week's episode, oh boy, are you in for a treat this week? Cause it's pretty much the same thing done a little bit differently. Uh, but if you didn't like last week's episode, well, I'll be back next week with brand new content and thanks for sticking it out. Uh, but then again, if you didn't like last week's episode, why are you listening to this one? <laughs> you maybe just fingers crossed like, please, can it just be not clips from uh, the past again? But that's what we've got this week. But there is a bit of a theme to this week's episode. So what I'm actually going to do is play, we're going to be playing three through the three most popular segments. Uh, I've, I've got statistics on my podcast um, platform. I'm going to be talking, I'm going to be showing you the three most popular uh, and most listened to things that you guys like the most. So as I said last week, if you're someone who's been around forever, consider this to, like brushing up on stuff you already know. And if, But if you haven't heard any of this before, this would be a great little way to see what people like about what I'm talking about and that kind of thing. Like this is what people... This, these are the things that people liked the most about what I'd done in the past. So anyway, remember there is a special I Am Northbound Extra coming out. Now, I don't know if I've actually put it up already or if it's coming out in a few days, but either way, keep your eyes and ears out for that because I know you are absolutely going to love it. But anyway, enough talking. Let's get into today's episode. Thank you so much for sticking around. I'm still on holidays. I think by the actually by the time that you hear this, I'm on my way back. Uh, I might even be home already, but I will be filming a new episode of I Am Northbound for the next one. Very ambitiously going to say it's episode I am Northbound number 27, I think, but I will be back with brand new content for you guys. Thank you so much for, um, you know, putting up with this little holiday break that I'm on and, uh, and staying and, uh, do, you know, just being so damn supportive. You are the absolute best and you are the reason that I continue to do this. You know, maybe me six months or a year ago might have decided to just take two weeks off altogether and not even do these small little episodes. But because you guys have been so supportive, even though I don't have time to actually film an edit and do brand new shows because they do take up quite a bit of my time. It's still like, it's just, I don't want to stop bringing stuff out for you. So hopefully you get some value out of this. I hope you love every second of it and I will see you with brand new content when I'm back and at it for another episode of I Am Northbound next week. So it's time for another article of people giving advice about the music industry and uh, I'm going to go through it and tell you whether I think it aligns with uh, what I'm talking about and if I think that it's good advice or not. Now, obviously, I know that puts me in a position to be like, I'm the one who says whether this article is good advice or not, uh, but I'm just letting you know my opinion on this and whether it's good advice or bad advice. I don't know why I paused on that. Like I didn't know what the opposite of good was. So this article comes from Forbes and uh, they're talking about uh, the 10 things that they believe. Uh, they call it 10 lessons from the music industry on how to rise up in the gig economy. But they're more or less saying 10 things that you should know about the new industry and how you should go about, um, you know, how they could help you navigate your specific music journey. So the first point they've got here is that authenticity is everything. Now, this is fantastic advice. I'll give this two thumbs up, actually. You know what? I'll give it a million thumbs up because it is absolutely excellent advice for 
any music artist trying to find their way through this new industry, okay? Authenticity sells. I've been saying this for forever and it is definitely what you should be doing. Now, they're saying specifically is that uh, gimmicky songs and novelty types of, uh, you know, those type of songs that, you know, are about nothing. Like they've been, you know, one hit wonders through the past. They're saying that you can't be gimmicky in this uh, day and age. Don't quite agree with that because there are a lot of gimmicks that are finding success. Like just look at Old Town Road, how big that song is at the moment still after it being out for ages, but that is essentially like a crossover gimmicky kind of thing. Don't mean to offend anyone by saying that, but it's not. I mean, maybe it's the first step in a new genre that goes on forever, but you know, it is kind of like a little bit novelty in the beginning. Um, you know, you can find success through novelty, but then it becomes really difficult to recontrol your career and, you know, navigate it after that novelty, if that makes sense. But regardless, authenticity sells, okay? The broader point here is that authenticity is what you should be looking for. So be authentic in everything you create, okay? Be the real you. You live in the best time ever to connect with people through social media and show them authentic uh, content that's going to help them find uh, a point of connection with you as an artist. And that's what's going to bring them closer toward becoming a true fan. It's the same formula. I've said it a whole bunch before and I'm going to continue saying it. It's the same formula. Authenticity leads to connection and connection leads to truth fans. Okay. So you need to be authentic. Point number two they've got here is to build out your portfolio. Okay. They're trying to say here that your uh, portfolio of work is your calling card and should be continuously refined. I'd say that's good advice. I'd say it's a great idea uh, to continually work on your portfolio. But then again, uh, unless you're contacting industry types, you don't really need, like, where do you show your portfolio? I guess that uh, the broader point there is to make sure that you only release music of high quality. And I agree with that. I really think that's good advice. Point number three is traditional education is a flatliner of competence. So in the gig economy, you need to be responsible for identifying and learning the skills required to be better than anyone else at what you do. I agree with that. That's pretty good advice. You should definitely be focusing on um, bettering yourself and being better than anyone else. I mean, even the people that look like they don't care with their music do care. And it takes a lot of work to look like you don't care. You know what I mean? So you've got to be putting work in every day um, to better yourself and become um you know, better than the next person. The funny thing is though, is that a lot of music artists hear that advice and think that it means to only better themselves uh, through performance and original compositions and that type of thing too. There is a lot more to being a music artist than just writing songs and performing them, okay? You need to be good at longevity. You need to be good at endurance. You need to be able to go on tour for three months and still sing on the final night as close to possible as what it sounded like on opening night, okay? You need to be able to make sure that your voice holds up, which is something that a lot of music artists don't even um, practice for or, uh, you know, try to improve at, okay? So, it's about endurance. It's also about um, your people skills, how you are in networking, how you are being punctual. You know, if, if a label tries to book you for a tour or something like that, or even tries to sign you, they want to know that you're going to be there on time. So, it's all about, you know, working on your communication skills. What about the way you present yourself in interviews, how well spoken are you? How, like how um, have you worked on your anecdotes and the stories that you can tell and the way you can communicate um, who you are as an artist in interviews? Like there are so many ways that you can improve yourself as a music artist. So more so than just writing songs and performing them, think about uh, how to improve yourself in all different aspects of your music journey. Point number four here, they're saying to take a jazz approach, not a classical one. What a weird way of saying their actual point. But what they're saying is, is to learn how to improvise. Um, they mean that at a broader point, not just about music itself. So the saying is in like adapt to uh, change and be creative by um, removing the boundaries and that kind of thing. You know, I'll give that a thumbs up. I think that's good advice too. feels like they've, <laughs> feels like they're running out of ideas at point four. But anyway, point number five, give your customers what they are looking for. They're saying successful music artists use their instincts to know what their audiences want to hear 
there and deliver the goods. Working in the gig economy requires the same savvy about what your clients want and bringing it to the table. See the world through your client's eyes. This is absolutely amazing advice for music artists when you consider it on a content level. Okay, so give your audience what they're looking for in content. Now, a lot of the times they're looking for that authenticity and connection. So you'll see it's a difficult thing to step out of your comfort zone. But once you do that and show your show your fan base and your audience who you are and what you stand for and what you're about, I mean, this is what we talk about a whole bunch in the Four Dimensional Songwriter. As soon as you take that first step, you'll see the response that comes through and you'll be like, man, I need to do more of that. Number six here, they're saying the gig economy is about identifying, building on and adding to your transferable skills. So they're saying, what am I really good at and love doing that I can make money from without working for somebody else? So they're more or less just saying you should always be improving yourself. Now, do I think this is good advice? Yes. Do I think it's kind of bland advice? Absolutely. Number seven, they've got know your niche. Now, I completely agree with this. This is absolutely so important. I mean, I did a talk ages ago, did a little presentation where I talked about um, the people thinking that if this is the music pie, so to speak, that they think that they've got to somehow be as covering as much of that as possible. And that's not true. If this is all the genres, your specific genre might only be this big on a huge, big, like massive circle, okay? Your genre might be this big down here. And inside that genre, there's like subgenres and you're like this much, that much of that genre. So it's going to show of all the people that like everything, you're not aiming at everyone. You're aiming at this specific little uh, target. And once you know that and understand that, you can start thinking about where to find them and like how you can go about getting your music to their ears because these are the people that are going to like you, not I mean, all these other people might not stand as much of a chance, okay? The broader your genre is, the you know, the bigger circle you have, but the more targeted you are, you know, the easier it is to find fans, right? Because they're specific types of people with specific behavioral and psychological qualities. Now, getting a little deep into finding your specific fans, but the point is the same. You need to understand your niche. You need to know exactly that you're not trying to aim for everyone, aim at smaller, uh, more focused sections of the general population, and you will see much bigger results and much bigger returns on you uh, finding your fans. Number eight, embrace technology and use it to your client's advantage. Now, I mean, blah, 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 goes on for a while, but I'm not going to get into it. Obviously, you should be using technology. Good advice. Number nine, wear all the hats. Okay, and I agree with this. You need to be everything as a music artist in this day and age. People say all the time, oh, I need a team. I need a manager. I need a record label. They're just more people to potentially let you down. Don't mean to be pessimistic, but it's the truth. You can't sit around and put expectation on other people's shoulders when you could do that work yourself. They always say, if you want something done right, do it yourself. So do it as a music artist. If you want to contact people, if you want networking, if you want relationships, if you want connections, if you want collaborations, if you want gigs, if you want support slots, whatever you want, okay, you can do it if you learn how to do it, okay? So wear all the hats, figure out what you need to be and do it. This is absolutely fantastic advice and it really isn't that hard once you get going to set up, especially in today's age, like a um, repeatable flow that only takes maybe an hour a day and you can get all of the jobs done that you need to get done within that hour. So I don't want to hear the story of, oh, but I work nine to five. I've got a full-time job. I don't have time for this. You could do it in bed on your phone at nighttime before you go to sleep. I don't want to hear the excuses of that I don't have time to do it because we don't live uh, 20 years ago where the only way you could build a business was like locally at an actual storefront. Chances are you've got a mobile device or a laptop or something like that and allows you to be connected 24 four hours a day and you can do everything you want to do. No excuses. Great advice. And number 10, the final one they got here, they're saying, ask for advice. I totally agree with this too. If you're wearing all the hats, don't expect that you're going to get it right all the time. Look to other people that are doing it right and ask them for their opinion on how you're doing it and how you can improve it. Like with what I do, I have to wear all the hats. Like I had to learn how to do specific areas of marketing that weren't my strong point because I needed it done and I didn't I didn't have the budget to pay someone to do it for me. But now I've learned it. I'm so thankful that I did, right? And the best value I ever got was by asking questions from people who are really good at what they do. Getting advice 
advice from someone who's already figured it out saves so much time. Okay. So focus on that. Ask others if you need assistance with it because they'll give you the right answers and you'll just shortcut straight to figuring it out. Fantastic advice. So that article was pretty good. I mean, I'll give them that. I think that, uh, I think there was pretty good advice in that. Normally I agree with about four out of 10 because there's normally points that are trying to swing you too much back to the old ways, but this article seems to have it figured out. Out of the 10 points, I think I have to give it Actually, a couple of the answers I gave millions of thumbs ups to. So I guess it's uh, about, you know, 3 million out of 10. But take those points, especially the ones with the millions of thumbs up, focus on them. And I can almost promise you that if you do it right, you will see big return. So I had a question submitted from one of you guys that I think is super important and isn't something that a lot of people uh, in this field or industry or from this position would actually uh, consider answering because I think it's actually quite a hard one to answer. So the question here says that there is no publishing company in Nigeria and how could an independent artist go about growing themselves? Well, it's a really, really good question and that's the thing. As I said, a lot of people won't approach this because the answer isn't as clear cut because I mean, we're all been, we've all been raised on thinking that you have to spend money to make money, but that just isn't true. So if you're writing that question to me now, You've obviously got a mobile device, right? You're obviously connected to the internet. And just having access to the internet is like half of the work done for you. Uh, maybe in your local area, regardless of whether you live in Nigeria or if you live in New York City or if you live in Australia or if you live in somewhere in Europe, it can become hard to stand out amongst your local area. Now, I know I said on a previous episode that you should focus on doing that, exactly that, growing in your local area, not using social media all the time. Um, but sometimes you can find it hard to stand out. You just have to find that unique approach and move from that. Now, I'm not giving contradictory advice. I really feel like there is different scenarios for different music artists. Some music artists will find it much easier to stand out amongst their local area because, you know, they might be one of a kind already. But if you're just another rapper in New York City, for example, or, you know, just another rock uh, band in, you know, LA, it might be harder for you to stand out in your local area. And if that's the case, then what you should be doing is trying to stand out in other areas of the world. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it can be very easy if you're in a bigger city somewhere like New York or LA. LA to think that nothing really exists outside of your city, but a lot does. And if you start targeting local areas and maybe acting as if you're just focusing on one specific uh, geographical location and building yourself an, uh, building yourself an audience there, you can start to develop some serious momentum because you might not be that different in your own city, but you might be very different to somewhere on the other side of the world. It's all about finding that unique approach that you can bring to the market, okay? What separates you from people inside your town? If something does, you're able to grow within your town because you're already separated from what everyone else is doing. But if nothing really separates you from you know, your local area, then you should be focusing outside of that, right? And focusing on building your audience somewhere else online. But that wasn't the question that was submitted. Not how do you stand out amongst a bigger town? How do you stand out in a town or a city that has absolutely no support for music artists and has no infrastructure to build locally? Well, first of all, I can say just because your town doesn't have the infrastructure and foundation built to support music artists does not mean at all that you can't actually make things happen manually yourself. You just have to give something of value to your town that makes them want to come and support you. I feel like too many music artists are sitting back um, 
like at home, not actually acting upon anything, but wondering why they're not seeing any growth or momentum with their music. Truth be told, if you're not out there actually doing things, you can't know whether if they're working or not, right? You can't just assume something's not going to work. So if you live in a small town that doesn't have much entertainment going for it, why not do an old-fashioned promotion strategy of just going out and handing flyers out and putting on some kind of underground concert somewhere to bring your town together and to get people to your live show, you know? Because think of it this way. If you go online and you go to advertise yourself online, sure, there are literally billions of people online and millions of people within your specific niche that would listen to your music, right? But you're also competing against all the other artists that are attracted to those big crowds. But if you can go offline and start promoting in your local town and do it manually, hand out flyers, put events on, even if five people turn up, it at least starts the momentum building. They'll then go off and tell their friends next time you make it even cooler. I've always said this, when you do a live show, put something on at the live show that is going to uh, add that twist element to it that's going to make people want to come and support you, okay? I'm sure that rock shows at bars are like dime a dozen, right? I mean, I can assume, depending on your town. Of course, not everyone has that, but at a lot of towns, that's the case. So the question is, what can you be providing at your shows that are going to make people want to come and see it? Like, that what separates you from all the other shows out there? I heard one band one time say that they're going to put a, like a jumping castle for adults at their outdoor show or something like that. And that sounds crazy, but it's something that made people want to talk about the show. Word of mouth spread and way more people came to watch them play. Another band put on um, a show that actually had food trucks outside as well that were giving out food and that kind of stuff. Just stuff that make... It doesn't have to be something crazy, but just something that makes you that little bit different. Like, what can you bring to your live performance that makes someone go, I can't miss that. I've got to go see it. It's not just about performing great music. What else can you add to their, um, to their experience? Ask yourself, what can I do to make people want to come. And that's one thing you could be doing regardless of where you're performing and regardless of where you're playing either too. If you don't have a venue, then do it in the middle of a field if you have to. That might be weird enough to make people want to come. Like just find something that is going to make it interesting. And if you can make it interesting enough, word of mouth is going to spread and people are going to start talking about you and you'll start to grow within your specific town. Now, obviously there are a ton of ways to do this offline and you're possibilities are essentially endless, right? But if you insist on doing things online, if you want to know how to stand out on the in the online world, you need to target your music at a place that is polar opposite of where you come from and what you do. If I decided to write music again and I'm just an Australian artist, I shouldn't be trying to, you know, pitch my music to the fans of other Australian artists. I mean, it makes sense to think that way, but it doesn't always work because you're just another Australian artist to them. Yet, if I start pitching my music at the other side of the world, maybe people in like Sweden or like, you know, somewhere in Eastern Europe or even in Africa, Australia is a distant land to them. So the idea of an Australian band might be more interesting and they might find it easier to, um, you know, support that kind of music. So think about that. Where around the world is your culture the polar opposite of someone else's, you know, if that makes sense. And if you start promoting your music to them and, you know, buying media within that town or like even if you just do it manually by just finding people in that location and like who are fans of similar sounding music acts and then you come in and you say, hey, if you like that, you should check me out. And I mean, I'm, I'm from the other side of the world and your culture allows you to separate from that noise and gain people's attention. And ultimately, attention is what matters. So whether you're doing it offline or online, if you can find a way to get people's attention, that's where you're going to win. And a lot of music artists are trying to figure that out, but they're getting it wrong because they're trying to think that the difference uh, and their attention needs to come from their music. But truth be told, it's actually outside. It's everything surrounding the music. And if you can solve that and figure out the answer to that riddle, big things will happen. 
So I asked a while ago for you guys to send in questions that you'd like me to answer on the podcast. And that's what I figured I'd be doing at this final segment. A lot of people wrote in and said they really enjoyed the story time that I put in last week's episode, but I don't want to do that every single week, okay? People said they want to hear more funny stories from the road. I'll do that every now and then. I got a whole bunch of them, but I'll save them for other episodes, okay? I don't want to do that every single week. But instead, I'm going to use this segment to answer any question that you guys submit. So if you have any questions that you'd like answered on the show, DM them to me on Instagram or on Twitter or send me an email, do whatever you can, get in contact with me and I'll make sure that it gets answered. So today's question is, is there a better option than social media to promote yourself in this day and age? The short answer... No, there's nothing better than social media. We've never had this type of connection available to us at our fingertips for free, okay? For real, the gift of social media is absolutely incredible and you should be using it every single day. However, I will say, I think that because social media is so good that a lot of music artists are neglecting the old methods that still work in today's day and age, specifically offline events. I think people get too distracted by the big communities, the big audiences, you know, the potential big crowds, the millions of people on social media to not fully understand how much momentum they could build locally in their own town by doing offline methods. Now, one of the biggest things that you could do to actually start generating a real hype about you as an artist is legitimately just networking with people, introducing yourself, talking to them, getting to know them, finding out who they are. Don't just talk about yourself. That's not how you do it. Go out and meet them after and hang out with them. Have a drink with them. Get to know them. Like Find out more about them than they know about you and they'll be there at the next show. They're going to feel like they know you. They're going to want to come and support you again. Nothing makes someone want to come back to a show more than feeling like their support actually mattered to you. Okay, So you definitely need to be networking, talking to people and uh, making them feel welcome at your performances. But local promotion is so much more than that. Everyone wants to support homegrown artists. So if you contact newspapers, if your target demographic read those specific newspapers, there's no point getting in a newspaper if the readers are not people that would want to support you, okay? Apart from just being able to say that you're in a newspaper article, you know? But if you can find a publication that is local and that is something that your target demographic will read, then get in that. I mean, it's do whatever you've got to do to get in that. Like make phone calls, send emails, do whatever you can, get them on the phone, go into their actual offices if you can and say, hey, what have I got to do to get a write-up in your, in your publication? Like find ways to get through to people. If you want it badly enough, they'll eventually give it to you if you can uh, make sure that you've built the right foundational marketable product behind it. You know, you can't just go in there with no music or anything like that, but obviously that's a given. If you've built that marketable product, go and hunt down what you want and focus on building yourself in a specific area, okay? Where you're located, where you can actually physically go and meet people, where you can actually be involved. Too many music artists are trying to build the massive crowds by aiming everywhere at once. But if you focus on a specific area and build locally, you're going to see much bigger returns on the effort you're putting in. And especially after you consider that every bit of advertising or marketing that you do is ultimately trying to get to word of mouth. That's what all brands are trying to do. They're paying for billboards, Facebook ads, TV advertisements, radio commercials, in newspapers, in magazines, Google AdWords, or paying for people to manage their SEO to try to get in front of your eyes. So when you're with people that you think could benefit from their service, brand, or product, you'll recommend them. And then, you know, chances are, because they trust you, they'll actually follow through with making that purchase. So that's my theory. But I genuinely think that all marketing is to bring it back to word of mouth and uh, nothing moves word of mouth more than a local artist that is building hype in a local area. So if you're focusing on your hometown and uh, trying to grow yourself in that specific market, you're going to see much bigger results than people who are trying to shortcut to finding bigger audiences. I think a lot of people think that uh, advertising in their local hometown is kind of patronizing, like they're destined for bigger things. So why waste time trying to build uh, hype in a, such a small area when they could be worldwide famous? But that's just ego that is uh, clouding your decision. You should never underestimate the power of focusing your promotion at a specific town where you can do offline methods that are going to help you separate and stand out from the noise. The other day, my wife checked the mail and brought in uh, a pamphlet from a 
a local artist who had put a flyer in my letterbox that said, go listen to my music. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was absolutely terrible. And I don't say that to be offensive. I actually spent a while trying to work out whether it was like a, a joke, like a meme, because he tried, it was almost like he tried so hard to make the videos look that terrible that it was a joke. I, I still don't even know because I couldn't find any more information out about him, but it was interesting at least because I would never have heard about that artist ever if it wasn't for him putting a flyer in my letterbox. Meanwhile, I open my Instagram and I get tons of DMs, tons of artists in my feed. I mean, I could just inundated with constant uh, music artists trying to get their music heard online. If he was there, he would be lost among the many other artists that are all trying to fight for that same attention. But he managed to find a way to circumvent that by putting flyers inside of letterboxes. Now, it sounds strange and you wouldn't think that would work, but at least it got me looking him up and I'm sure other people did too. And something like that might work for you too. Now, obviously, flyers aren't going to be the solution for everybody. A lot of people just put them straight in the bin. But consider the broader point. If you're trying to focus your promotion at a specific demographic, geographical location, uh, that's where you're going to see more momentum building that is actually measurable and able to spread through word of mouth, which is something that can't happen if you're promoting yourself in a million different places around the world. Why not check out another video? You can do so by clicking right here. You'll find even more ways for your music to take over the world. But before you do, make sure you like this video, share it with your friends, hit the subscribe button and turn on the notification bell. That way you won't miss my next video.